tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! You know what time it is. You know what that means. It means you're tuning into the Graceland After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. We are here tonight covering Graceland Season 2, Episode 10, Head of the Pig. I'm your host, Stephen Lemieux. Joining me this evening is my amazing co-host, Stephanie Georgie. I couldn't do a thing without her because she's so amazing and beautiful. How are you? I'm good. Um, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Stephanie was bending down the hatches last week for I was not in this state, but I am back and didn't she do a wonderful job, guys? You know she did a wonderful job. Come on. Yes. I mean, she did a great job. I did miss you though, Stephen. I got to. It was, it was quite awkward speaking to the camera. Oh, I never have trouble talking to myself. I know. I know. Isn't it terrible? No, I'm okay. such an ego maniacal I mean, asshole. I kind of didn't either since I just kept going, but right, okay, it's fun. I thought I was going to be short, and I was like, I know I only did it for 15 minutes. I was like, how long did we go? He's like 26 or like 30. I was like, yeah, you had a good show. It worked. I luckily, um, you know what the good thing is about missing a week on this show is that I get to watch them back to back. So then it's like long and, and even it's more. so fun because I watched last week's episode and then I waited like 30 minutes. And then I went back to it, I was like, oh wait, there was that cliffhanger. I get to come back and watch it now. And you um, know what? What can we start there? Can I start by asking you what did you think about last week's episode? Um, and specifically two things that I mostly want to know about. First Ask me questions. I know. Ready? What did you think about Lena? About Lena? How did dying? you feel about that? I love the transformation in Mike's character that he would go as far as Briggs would go to make his plans move forward. A point that I made. Must okay. <laughs> You just want my answer so you congratulate yourself. No, I just want to see if our heads are at the same place. I, like, I, I think was that, sad that I couldn't be with you to I, see your reactions. I think that even after watching this episode, I think Mike should tell Paige the truth after the case is closed at this yes. point. Because I think it was more to keep her focused on the case, case as opposed to, you know that she would have been like, all right, we're going in there right now. Mm-hmm. But technically, if they had done that, they might be in a better place than they are now. Right. Okay. Which, um, he needed her to be calm. But how about this? What did you think about him thinking that he was a badass and that, oh, I'm taking Lena? Did you think that was stupid? Because that's what pissed me off last week. I mean, I read the YouTube comments mm-hmm. um, before I saw the episode on our after show. Um, so, of course, I had Lena's death spoiled for me right off the top. Thank you, whoever you were. I know. I love it. But I guess that's my fault. I'm reading the comments for an after show. Um... I agree with most of our YouTube commenters that, you know, he was getting cocky. He was being really cocky. But it's also, it's not that, I don't blame Mike so much for that. I mean, I do and I don't. Because from the beginning of this whole storyline where he's stuck in there with the girls, he's not getting much sleep at all. Mm-hmm. And so he's getting pushed to the brink. He's obviously putting eye drops in. He's dealing with this stuff. And Paige is just pushing him to get Lena out. Because Paige doesn't care about the other girls. She just cares about Lena. Yeah, but you see, and that's the thing, though. Well, I mean, she does, but you well, know what I mean, guys. No, but I made a point of that also last week. I said that what one, the thing that bothered me was just when Mike said, he's like, no, we're leaving. Sella made it clear. Like, I don't know why he thought that Sella wouldn't do something like that. He wasn't, he wasn't in a position to just, after him clearly saying, you know, don't do it, don't make me a bitch in my own house, all of that. And that's me quoting one of Sella's things last week. And then he does it. And of course, Sella would come around and stab him. And then, also, I thought it was funny that the second he was like, Lena got away, Paige completely forgot about the rest of the girls and was like, okay, we have to find her. I know. I was like, are you serious? Yeah. Like She's out. Don't worry about it. Let her go free. Whether it's somewhere successful. I know that she's dead, but I'm just saying. You care the most about things that are close to home. Yeah. And Lena was the closest to Paige. Unprofessional. Yeah, it's Which we already discussed that. You know, it's always made her unprofessional. The fact that she slept with Mike made her unprofessional. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, but at the same time, it made Mike unprofessional, too. I never said Mike was really that professional, though. Well, I mean, what about the two that are about to have a baby? Hey, we don't know that. I know, we don't know, because Charlie didn't say something. Okay, you know what? Let's now, let's go ahead and start with 
today's episode. Guys, thank you for tuning into the after show for Graceland. We're covering Graceland season two, episode ten, Head of the Pig. I am joined here by tonight by my amazing co-host Stephanie, Stephanie Georgie. Georgie, and Stephen I am uh, Stephen Lemieux. I hope you guys like my new glasses. Lost my old ones back in North Carolina, so Stephanie cannot wear them randomly on the show anymore. Sorry, Steph. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and break through the Johnny Solano storyline, and then we'll kind of take care of that entire thing until, and then go into Mike and the girls and Briggs and Paige and Undercover, because literally it was such a clump of storylines there that we have to just knock it out. Ready, go. And then literally the last thing is, like, the uh, the bust itself because that's its own mm-hmm. like, that's its own thing. All right, so Johnny and Solano. So it, he's in a con- we open up to him in a convoy with Jake's, and Johnny's just like kind of worried because like Carlito's been eyeing him this whole time, especially since he entered his room last time, last episode with everything like you know he's he's laying down the why the hell are we not making out and having sex every night at my father's place kind of thing. Who's so, Carlito? Carlito, yeah. Um, so. <sighs> They're using oh a demonstration of the plane drop using flour instead of cocaine. Uh, if that's how you say it, I don't know. Cocaine is correct. Go ahead. Cocaine. Okay, and then uh, they are demonstrating it for Carlos, right? His name's Carlos Solano. Yeah, the yeah, Carlos Solano. And uh, meanwhile, Carlito's just like bad mouthing and saying, "This ain't never gonna work. This ain't never gonna work." And then, of course, it does not work. It just literally just like it was smacks into the ground, and you know, it's like it survives ish. You know, it worked, kinda. But Carlos is not impressed. He doesn't like his time being wasted. And dismisses it. And Carlito just jumps on that with the cruise ships again. Is like, yo, man, we can do the cruise ships. Um, so, uh, Lucia and Johnny are talking next, and she's telling him to leave. This entire episode, Lucia's really trying to get Johnny to get the hell out of Mexico. Because one, she's got Carlito on him. Two, Carlos is just insane. Yeah. Two. I mean, Carlos isn't insane, but he's a businessman, like, strictly unempathetic. You know, yes. However, I have to say, I like Solano's character. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He's cool, man. He's cool. It, that's just because he's beat the crap out of Carlos and not, like, somebody we care well, about. Just because Carlito, I mean, Carlito, it's like, first of all, if you're going to be a thug villain, be a professional thug villain. Like, let me have respect for you. He's like a joke to me now because he's always like, mm, I just want to shoot people for fun. Yeah, Carlito Carlito, Carlito in this episode went from punk to punk bitch. Uh, sure did. <laughs> I mean, hey. straight up. Someone had to do it. I'm glad your daddy did. Who's your daddy, Carlito? So they're really writing They're really writing in the chemistry with these two characters, Lucia and uh, Johnny. They are. Um, he says he doesn't have a choice to stay. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting because where Johnny is in this character, he's the cop. But it feels like he's the, like he's the snitch. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like he's the snitch working for the police when literally like, like as if he was a criminal working for the police. Right. But he's undercover, but he cares about somebody. So it just has this really weird um, atmosphere. Almost. Yeah, Sorry. it's, no, no, it's no, really an interesting atmosphere. Um, so he goes to visit Jake's, who's now down in Mexico, because we know it's in Mexico, because if there's anything you've learned from Breaking Bad, it's that when you put a yellow filter on I film, just it's say Mexico. I hate that. I hate that so much. I was like, why are they making Mexico look so dirty? It's not to make it look dirty. It's just to put more a of a, it's to put a more, it's, they make it more warm, like yes. they're giving it a warm thing, like people think, oh, it's it. hot in the desert. Yes, exactly, I know. And, you know, they did it in Breaking Bad, they're doing it in the show, they do it in a few other shows, you know, it's just to help the American it's people. It's just Mexico. Just Mexico. Orange. Orange. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, was it? I forgot what orange is in Spanish, I was gonna say. Naranja. Naranja? Okay, great. Um, so, he's talking to Johnny, Jake's is pissing in buckets, Jake's is trying to make it land but apparently the math this is not working out with this so they're trying to work on a solution to the plane problem with dropping the drugs but because they're so heavy the parachute cannot slow it down enough in time for it to look to fly under the radar mm-hmm. and still be slowed down enough to land safely um so next thing we know johnny's talking to carlos about his late wife mm-hmm. has source object but yeah, pancreatic cancer. She died. She lasted two and a half years against pancreatic cancer, which if you know anything about cancers, pancreatic cancer is just like gallbladder cancer mm. in that um, it's a very, very rare form of cancer and it's very aggressive. Right. Well, I guess it's not as rare as gallbladder cancer, but it's but, very yeah. aggressive. Right. Yeah. So two and a half years is a long time to last against something like that. And he tells, uh, he's basically at this point, he's done with Johnny. He's like, look, after Carlito gets yeah. the boat squared away, 
you're going to have – you say your goodbyes and then we're never going to see you again, which, you know, sometimes is kind of a vague threat to me. <laughs> um, right. Well, I mean, because he was like, and then you'll go. And then I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, and then we'll kill you or and then he's free to go back to the United States? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. You never know, exactly. You never know. Um, so Briggs talks to Johnny. Briggs tells him about the cruise ships, dangerously ant- calling him in the middle of being Every undercover. Every Johnny even talks to them, I'm like, how is it not even echoing in this, like, old, tall building where it would echo? Well, okay. You know... No, I'm, I mean, I'm not... No, no, I'm not even... I'm not about to... I'm not about to dive into that. Right. What I'm about to dive into is... Okay, you are a crime lord for the cartel. You have this amazing house, and this guy you don't know very well is staying there. You would not have his room bugged, right? That's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's I, I mean, 100%. friend of your son, friend of your daughter, whatever. Your it son's a moron. Your yeah. daughter's not even really on your side, yeah. and you would not have this guy's room bugged. That's the one flaw I find because honestly, like he would be—he seems smarter than that. He seems like he would have. He does. He seems legit. People watching that of stuff, course. totally monitoring Johnny, or at least around, like more people around. You know, like random guards standing. Yeah. You know the token guards. The token guards. You're gonna put me in a room with two inept guards. Yeah. I'm just gonna kill them. All right. Um. So Carlito asks what Johnny will miss about Mexico at the table because this Car- in Carlito's eyes Johnny's done. Right. Because Carlito's getting the boats. I love this part though. Oh man. I love this part. What do you think you'll miss about Mexico? Can I answer it for you? Go for it. Um. In the morning, there's a fog. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to do any work. But he said there's a there's a a, a thin or whatever there's a, a thick, fog a yeah. thick fog that just right that goes right over the grass and everything and it cracks me up and because Carlito tries to make fun of it and the fact that Solano Solano appreciates this little fact because he Johnny is paying attention to detail and is appreciating his land and property and he's like no it is beautiful you would know if you didn't sleep all day. Carlito reminds me of um, like Billy Madison. <laughs> Right. The cartel Billy Madison. Absolutely. I don't want to go to school. Back to school. Back Back to to selling drugs. (laughs) Back to selling drugs to prove to my dad that I am a thug. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys are going to hate us. I don't agree with Steven's jokes, but I like that one. (laughs) Well, if you're a thug, you know what you guys can do. You guys can thug it all out by going to iTunes, subscribing, and leaving us a comment with five stars on our iTunes. I'm going to go ahead and load up my iTunes and it's turning on right now. Guys, you know why you need to go to iTunes and leave us five stars? I'll tell you why you need to go to iTunes and leave us five stars and leave us a comment. Because one, it's badass. And everyone will know you're a badass for doing it. Two, it's because we feel good inside and we read comments about how great we are. Don't you, Stephanie? No, but I do appreciate your support because it does help us in this show. And if you want to tweet myself or Steven, go ahead and tweet us during the show. If it's a shout-out or even a question right now, feel free to do it. Anyways, go ahead. So um, you should do it because we give you shout-outs on the show, which I'm about to do right now. And also because it keeps us searchable and it keeps us up at the top for podcasts, Mm -hmm. which we were like number 14, I think, yesterday, which is great. I'm actually down with that because, you know, this this is a USA show. USA shows are really great, but it's just such a niche audience with these after shows that I really enjoy the fan interaction that we get from them. Um, So I was not here from the 8th onwards, so I'm going to shout out everyone. Let's see. So today is the 20th, 13th, 6th. Okay, so we shouted out Lizzie D1340. We're going to give you another one today. But from NS Martinez, love it and need it. I'm so glad I found this last season. I absolutely love Grace Trail. I'm so invested in it, so I'm always freaking out during episodes. I love this after show podcast and the host, especially because I share a lot of the same thoughts and emotions. Um, there's more, but you should go on iTunes and read it while you're commenting on yourself. Um, Pino Lora by Love Justified. Love Justified, you comment on a lot of our shows. Great panel, a big AfterBuzz fan. I hope they do do more of the Jakes and his kids storyline. It was so predictable. Thank you for your podcast. Love it. And by Nosa underscore 15, this show rocks. You guys have helped me a lot with the show. And when I miss something or don't get it, I watch you guys and I love you. I love it. That's, by the way, that's my favorite. I would love for our viewers to be like, oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Yes, exactly. Because that's what we're here for. That's what friendship's about. Anyway, so where did we leave off? We left off with the pig 
my God, this scene. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about the fog, and Carlito brings out this roasted spit pig, mm-hmm. and... I think it's funny because he's like thinking this is like the greatest thing. You're going to love this, Johnny. And, you know, in another light, this could be Carlito trying to romance Johnny. But at this point, it just seems like him threatening him. Right. Um, and Carlos gets a phone call and doesn't even care about the pig, just walks mm-hmm. off. And uh, Carlito's like offering, you want to do you want to carve the pig, Johnny? I know. Meanwhile, we have Carlos on the phone talking and it's Sid. Which interacts with the other storyline, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about the Junior. trafficking. And how Junior, <laughs> Junior's going behind his back. Yeah. And we said that, well, Junior's going behind your back, so you need to let him know what's up. Yeah, let him know what's up because Sid is potentially, his cover is right. potentially blown. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos is not even wanting to be in the sex trafficking trade, we find right. out. And he's operating these houses. And I think, I think Sid was, I think what Briggs told Sid was that there's one in operation, mm-hmm. which it's not true because Carlos technic- Carlito technically shut it down, so it wasn't working because his dad didn't want him to. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that Briggs said that and then Sid said that, it set him off and it was kind of a trap. Yeah. And Carlos is not very happy. He's not. And I do like the fact that when Johnny goes into... Um, when Johnny goes into the the church, when Carlitos as punishment is, which that was kind of weird because he's a grown well, that's ass later, man. That's later, but yeah, no, but yeah, keep going. When he stands on the corn, uh, on the corn, when he says that, well, my father doesn't think that women are a commodity, or that he does think women are. No, no, he doesn't think women. He are doesn't commodity. believe in women as a commodity. As a commodity, there you go. Thank you. Um, I appreciated that because there, that's where, that's a demonstration of the of how Solano raises kids, meaning for, with him, it really was always like drugs and death because that's the business and that's only. He's not trying to do anything else but make money in that way where Carlito's like taking advantage of his power, if you will, and just having fun. He's being a little boy as if this is all toys. You can't be a cartel leader who deals in drugs and death and guns yeah. and expect to raise a son that actually knows like the deal. Right. I mean, come on. Like... Your son's bound to be insane. Right. The fact Lucia is as sane as she is in this is semi-unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So he makes him put the knife down. He's very being very calm. He's like, put the knife down. And then Carlos is like, or Carlito's like, no, 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 put the knife down. So he puts it down. Boom, knocks his ass out. Right in the face. Twice. Mm-hmm. Doing some Mike Tyson-ish. Uh, then he starts him. kicking him on the ground. Like, he's beating the living crap out of his son. That's what happens when you disrespect daddy. That's like, that is like the the equivalent of a spanking for a cartel, I guess. Absolutely. Because, like, I guess, I mean, he could have beheaded him. He could have, like, chopped his arm off. He could have no, chopped his, his hand son. off. He yeah, got, I know. His son got beat because he was betraying him. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, he, it's like a spanking. It's a spanking, absolutely. Um, I no longer do business with those who betray me. Johnny, figure out the plane. You have a week or something like that. So the next thing, Johnny's like, oh, crap. Goes to Jake, starts talking. He's like, I don't, he d- they don't know why he beat him up. Because mm-hmm. they're wondering, like, what the hell? Because it's been so many times. Yeah. So many times he's let it slide. But uh, they need to make the planes work. So Jake gets a call from Briggs at this point. And this is where um, Briggs is confiding in Jake's that Miss Charlie is full of baby. I knew it the second she threw up. Oh, yeah. last ep- Watching last episode, I was like, oh, yeah, she's pregnant. I like, knew it because she didn't... It was because she, she... It was before she brushed her teeth. You know how normally, like, if someone brushes their teeth hard, like, oh, maybe they'll throw up or something? It was like, you could tell she was like... And then it and then it hit her. So yeah. that was more real about it. Um, yeah. Is it just me? I appreciated what Jake said. Wait, is it just you or what? Is it just me or watching this show makes me fear the worst? Fear the worst? Like, just knowing that Charlie is pregnant and Briggs is in this position, I really feel like Charlie's going to get shot during the bank heist or something, something like that. Yeah. And I don't feel like she'll lose the baby, but I feel like she'll get shot and they'll have that be like a scare. Right. I mean... Something. You know, and even if even if you don't do that, I know in the writer's room, you guys have thought about that. Right. I mean, everyone throws out... Like, all these ideas, like, everyone throws out. Of it's course. just which direction they start I mean, to and take that's, it. And that's what my predicament was for last week. I, I was trying to figure out whether or not Charlie was going to be in the position where she says... One, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Two, she keeps it to herself so that she can continue doing all of her operations. And then now that Briggs found out, which that was a surprise to me, the way he figured it out. And it was a really beautiful scene when he saw it and he just goes up to her. Because I 
I honestly, I was happy that I couldn't predict how Briggs was going to take it. It totally felt like a music video, guys. Come on. A music video? It totally felt like a music video. He walks in, like, in his clothes and, like, water pours over him. Okay, well, I loved it. Anyways, um, I didn't know what Briggs was going to do. And I really loved and appreciate that he called Jake's. Again, we get we are reminded of this dynamic that they mm-hmm. have between the two and their, their history. friendship, their history. And that Jake's just says, you know, even with the restraining order and everything, I would never regret it. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Um, oh, man. Yeah, he's like, I, w- I wouldn't change a thing. And then, because that, that kind of blew my mind, and it was just, I didn't know. But it's the power of love, here's man. The thing, what if Charlie already took care of that? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. No way. No. Because the only reason why I said what if is because we never saw her tell him, but he did find out, and because she didn't make a comment. No, it's it's not it. even a question. It's not even a question. Right? She didn't they do that. It. It's not in her character. That would That's so outside the realms of her character. Right, because she's, she, she felt, really is sentimental, and she's she has a big heart. She and she's all about heart. family. Like, she really is. Her... Her feeling bad about robbing that little bar, like, there's no way she could just, like, find out she's pregnant and go get an abortion within and, the day. Especially because Briggs is baby. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I know. Ah, yeah, oh, then what's going to happen? If, if they, honestly, if they did that, I would be angry at the writers because it just doesn't, it really just, it for her entire sense. character, it just does it not make sense. Off. Yeah, it, I would probably wonder if they got new writers if that happened because I'd be like, what are you guys doing with right. this show? Um, so. Da, 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 da. That's when we see. Uh, God, I keep doing that. Okay. <laughs> Once they point it out in those comments, so we see the Carlito. His uh, his punishment is in the kneeling in the raw corn, and uh, I didn't think raw corn would cut your knees up that badly, but apparently it does. We should ask. Um, who's engineering for us right now, Marissa? Yes, Marissa. What's what's raw corn <laughs> look like? No, if if you if you broke up raw she corn and kneeled on it, would it cut your legs up? Marissa, broke up what? Raw corn. Raw corn. Um, it depends. I mean, it can come in shards, but raw corn, mm, maybe yeah. It can Super be really hard. Oh, okay, yeah. Little backstory, guys. Because, yeah. If, if you're if you're wondering about corn, Marissa is the person to talk to. I'm she yeah. is from Illinois, the same place where they film signs and where all the corn. The yep, because yeah. it's all corn. So she actually, uh, she actually saw the aliens and signs yes. while she was sleeping at age seven and it scarred her for life. And that's yeah. why she ran away to LA to be a producer on this AfterBuzz TV network. You should follow her at Serafini TV. All right. So, <laughs> um, Lucia, this is where we get, uh, the, Johnny and Carlito suddenly threatens Johnny saying like, we never forgive mm-hmm. and we never forget. Uh, Johnny then calls Mike to tell him that Carlos knows about the girls. This is where the story connects to everything else, and mm-hmm. that kind of sets Mike because he had just gone home to run back over to the establishment mm-hmm. of the women selling. Um, but we're going to finish out this story before we get into that. Lucia talks to Johnny. This is where like things get real. Like things are getting real. Things get where I said because before you you said that you didn't think that she would, and she states it that. Um, I wrote it down. She states it that there is no love in this family. Yes, there's no love. Um, that she does choose Johnny over family, and she says that there's no love in this family because if I were to ever threaten my father, he would. It would be her. It would be me. It'd be I'd have the broken face, and it'd be done. At this scene, I'm thinking. I literally wrote in my notes. Is he going to tell her? Is he going to tell her? I think he's going to. Or remember when you said that she, when you thought in the very beginning that possibly she knew that he was a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, when she said that, and then come back to me, we have things to talk about. She doesn't know he's a cop. No, at this point, right? Because yeah. it's, too much has already happened without her saying anything. Yeah, too much has happened, and the way she's acting, she knows he's not a cop because she's saying like the one and done thing. She still believes this is like, it's like the it's like the classic romance story. Like mm. this is the one last heist. Yeah, babe. This is the one last heist, and then we can run away into the sunset with that little with that little fog that goes over the hills. Goes over the hills. We'll be that fog one day, babe. Thanks, Bay. Steven (laughs) is so romantic. I'm so romantic. Anyways, I'm gonna buy you flowers and a bathtub full of oils and fragrances. Oh my god. (laughs) Next. All right, that's what she said to me about like next. That that, that, that. anyway. Um, he's going to tell her, but no, she wants to run away with him after this. So romantic. So then we get this plain demonstration again. 
This time, they added a little extra thing to it. It is an inflatable raft. Mm-hmm. And it makes it land okay. Okay. Did you write okay? Yeah. Because the landing made me laugh because I was like, that was a shitty landing. <laughs> no. Still. Language, young oh, lady. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. I did. A, I pulled a Steven there. I know. You pulled a Y'all Steven. Y'all know I don't like to say ish, so forgive me. Ish. Um, Carlos tells Johnny to go home and Johnny asks to stay in Mexico and he says, I don't give second chances very mm-hmm. often. So just I don't home. like my time being wasted. And right. I'm apparently Russian. Yeah, you are. And, um, actually I'm kind of a little bit surprised of Solana's character. For a couple of times I was wondering why he was so cool with Johnny, but, I mean, it has to be for the storyline. I was just, you would think he'd kind of know what's up a little bit sooner. One sec. Uh, okay, sorry. Okay. Um, that was that was just a Twitter comment. I was making sure it wasn't for Graceland because I wanted to respond if it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that he's cool with Johnny. The one reason he's cool with Johnny is because Johnny has balls, mm-hmm. and and he's which is like, well, he's respectful. He's intelligent. He appreciates little things. Like he's connecting with him on like very subtle yeah. things, and the fact that um, he. The fact that he didn't say, I love your daughter, I love your son, blah, blah, blah. He mm-hmm. says, no, I'm here to work for you. And the fact that that kind of said that he's business-minded. Right, exactly. So, like, the fact that Johnny throws Carli- Carlito under the bus says, I can have this running with the planes in two weeks. With or without him. Like, to have Carlito, who literally, like, shot his bodyguard, who's and been doing all this say, messed like, up nothing, thing, yeah. put a gun to his throat when he just got there, and for him to say that in front of him... I think that's that earns respect. He has balls. He's got balls. He's got really big balls. Going back to Russian, really big balls. Yeah. Speaking of Russian, we'll go ahead and talk about Sola. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into um, Mike and the girls and Briggs and Paige and the undercover work with Sid and Markham. Oh, no. shoot. No. And can I just say that, yo, Mike is getting tired. Like, I'm ready for his character to develop into something else. It is. I mean, no, it is, but I'm saying this, this whole, this time period right now, he's getting so tired and like restless and just, oh, every time he comes on the screen, I'm like, get off the screen right now. What I mean, I love me some Aaron Tveit, but. Aaron Tveit? Yeah, I, I, I like it. He needs to take a nap. Sorry, bro. I like it. I like the fact that he's not taking a nap. You know why? <laughs> I don't want Mike taking a nap. Because he looks good with that scruffy face. I feel you. Hell yeah. No, um, no I I feel like last season, it was... It was too goody-goody. It and, was so goody-goody. And, this and now is like, he's broken in. Well, no, it's not broken in so much as it's pushing to the breaking point. Like, he's... It's putting Mike through everything that they put... That Briggs was put through to get to where Briggs ended up. I'm an idiot and always manage to spill water when I have water. But anyway, it's fine. It's not that much. Um, it's it. It's pushing Mike to the breaking point with all this bureaucratic bullcrap. And this is what's pushing him to be more like Briggs was in the first season. Mm-hmm. The fact that nobody believes him that Sid was the inside guy at the end of this episode. Right. That's going to drive him crazy. He's going to be so done with this Washington, D.C. crap, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because. Oh, nice. Because. His whole thing in the first season was striving for being part of the Washington, D.C. crap. Yeah. So, I really like it. I know he's being a dick, and I know you don't like Mike as much, but as a character development standpoint, the tables are going to turn so far when Briggs and this tape come out to the public and mm-hmm. things like that. When they, when Briggs and Mike go at each other, they need Mike to be on an equal playing field with Briggs, or it's just going to be like a kitten eating a mouse or something mm-hmm, it's not gonna be fair no i know it's actually really crazy and i do like how they're making the the comparison i mean I, i'm tired but it's impressive to me to see mike genuinely become this briggs character while briggs is almost coming out of that character out of that persona if oh you will. briggs is going so far back into that persona don't even what are you talking about Steffi g I think he's soft. He's coming. Up. He's like soft. Or maybe, or maybe that's how good Briggs is. Is that he's? I mean, I see him every week, and he got me fooled. He's he's softening up with with his emotions, but he's yes. he's going crazy with his job. He's going back in old Briggs mode. Oh, absolutely. Well, he's we, gonna have to. And I can't. I cannot believe the tape came back. I mean, I, I don't can't believe, believe it. 
I don't believe it, but I do because you already said it, so... Well, I definitely thought that the tape was going to be a next season storyline. And I know, we have but three no. episodes left. And that's enough. I think they finished filming now, though. I think they might have. I'll have to, I'll have to tweet them and ask. But I'm pretty sure they finished filming. Um, there was like a... I can't talk about that. But, um... So... Okay, so... All the stuff that's going on mm-hmm. with Mike and the girls and Briggs. So, Mike brings food to Paige. It's been two weeks after last episode, we find out. This is kind of towards the beginning of the episode. So, yeah, yeah everything everything was two weeks later. Uh, she tells him about Johnny and Jake's. Um, Paige wants to end it now because he's telling. she tells her about how the plane didn't work and how they're going back to the cruise ship. Paige wants to end it now, and he says that they need to hold out, and she's just like, oh. Yeah. And I'm just thinking... You are such a bitch all the time, Paige. Language. Mike is... I can say bitch and asshole. Mike is an asshole. Paige is a bitch. This entire episode. Like, come on. She wasn't as bad as, like, two weeks ago, though. Two weeks ago, I was so over Paige. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone in the YouTube comments agreed with me. Oh, except everyone. for one person who was, like, totally team Paige and hated Mike. I agreed Mike. with you. You know, right? So, we get introduced to Archie talking about nunchucks, and Sid kicks Briggs out to talk Solano, because at this point, they find out about... All that BS. Um, Paige has not found any trace. I mean, of uh, of Lena, because there's really no. There's. I mean, ashes to ashes. There's no trace of Paige to be found Mm -hmm. outside of a kiln inside of that place. Oh man, I kept trying to think of what that was last week on the show. I was like, where they cremate people? It's a crematorium. Yeah, cremation chamber is what it's called. Perfect. Now I know. Um, But. Paige thinks Mike's covering up something and it's like pretty obvious because she's talking um, she's talking to Briggs and she's trying to convince Briggs to go over Mike's head to make this happen to, mm-hmm. to let them go in there and get it. So Briggs comes up with this idea. is like, I can't do it myself, but I know somebody who might be able to. And at this point, we don't know that he's talking about Sid. Mm-hmm. Briggs is, wants to send Sid into the place to break it down for him, which basically helps Paige out because it gets shut down. Right. And then Mike can't get mad at both Briggs and Paige because it was Sid's idea. I mean, technically, Mike can get mad at anyone Mike wants well, to get mad Of course, mad at. but I'm saying that's what, that's what their focus is on. Yeah. So, um... She at this point she knows mm-hmm. like in this episode like at this point you know that she knows that Lena's probably dead right I mean she talks about the cuts on Mike's hands mm-hmm. and that it was a tire iron that hit him and then when she saw the second that she saw the crematory chamber I mean that's at the end of the episode but yeah it's but but I'm saying it it, it confirms it, her, it it does confirm it because she's like well he could there's the evidence gone. I mean, when Mike first discovered that too, he wasn't thinking of using it for that. I, no, of course not. But, but you like, just, but it, but it was frightening to think that anything bad that happens—that's what probably made him want to get Lena out quicker. Because any of these girls could die, and no one would ever know about it because it's done. It's taken care of. They don't have to dig up no hole. They just have to turn on the fire, and that's it. So it's 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 the best. It's we honestly, didn't the best stop way. the fire. It was always burning since the world was <laughs> I know, and I. What did she do? Did her hand come up? No, I just heard her either Laugh. laughing or talking about how much of an idiot I am. Yeah. All right. So. I'm mad that I just nodded my head to your music. Uh, yeah, you That's should be mad. Song. All right. Um. So Briggs wants to send him into place to get them, but they need to make a connection. So what they do is they have Paige meet Briggs at the station, pretending well, as an FBI agent named Kira Bradford, FBI, mm-hmm. and she needs some like so- short comms because her other ones like had electrical failures. So she was hoping for a good Samaritan to donate them. So of course, Sid, being the ever nosy guy he is, the nosy fellow, wants to figure out why. So sends Briggs to do so. Yeah, he he asks why, and Briggs is like something about. Uh, he basically just sends Briggs. By villainizing the Fed, saying, oh, they're just trying to trample all over us, man, blah, 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 it's the man, we're the people, he's the man, and uh, tells him to just kind of, like, find out what she's doing with this family, it's gear. So, uh, at this point in the episode, we see the scene with Charlie in the shower, finding the pregnancy, he says, he hops in with her. So, Paige talks to Briggs, and uh, he says to get Mike out. So Sid does not see Mike because if bullets start flying, it's going to be chaos. And yeah. if he sees Mike, we don't know what will happen because mm-hmm. Sid could kill Mike. He could. Because Sid, honestly, in this episode, could have knocked out everyone who knew. Exactly. Everyone that he knew knew that he was the rat. Right. So um, 
She says she'll get Mike's out. So then Briggs talks to Sid and says that it's about sex trafficking and tells Sid, I mean, this was so brilliant on Briggs's behalf and it's so messed up, super, super messed up because this base, Briggs basically killed Sala. Yeah. Like literally, cause it's, it's the fact that the feds knew about a guy who knew about a cop's rat. So yeah. Briggs was sacrificing Mike's case and Paige's case because he knew it would get him in further with Sid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that was discussed later, and that's why Mike was like, so you screwed me. Both of you screwed me. No, but Briggs screwed Paige, too. So, I mean, Briggs screwed everybody in this, and Briggs was good at that. I mean, come yeah. on, Odin. Odin. What's up? Um, so Briggs tells Sid that the guy has a cop in his pocket and hinting at that Sid's cover might be blown. I mean, this was like, this scene was like a class in Dramatic Irony 101. Yes. Like, we all know Sid's the mole. We know that Briggs knows Sid's the mole. But Sid doesn't know that Briggs knows Sid's the mole. So Briggs is just laying this little egg in his mind. It's like straight up like manipulation to the highest degree. Yeah, it's just like, Briggs, you being Briggs. So Paige talks to Mike, convinces him to take a break. Um... So, and she says, you shouldn't be going so ham for me. Well, she doesn't say that exactly, but you know what I mean. Yes, of course. And if you don't know what ham means, it means hard as a... All right. So, uh, yeah. Um, So he drives away, and Mike is going to take a nice little break. Briggs talks to Sid, hands him the info about where the address of this place is, and uh, Sid asks Archie to get blueprints to move on it. Briggs wants in, and Sid okays Briggs' entrance into this place. So basically, Briggs' plan, as it always does, works exactly how he planned it. It sure did, to the T. I swear, it's almost like they have writers behind making these decisions for these characters. Yeah. It's crazy. So I entitled this section of the show, Busting Down the Doors. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, Cool. I couldn't think of anything clever on the spot. I know, I, I saw. Know. I, I, could, I had something clever, but it was a little bit inappropriate. It's okay. The viewers so I and I still love you, Stephen. They they love you, Steffi. Don't even lie. They hate me. They don't. Um. So Mike rushes in says, where is he? Mm-hmm. Going back, harking back to the dark night times. Where is she? And uh, Sid's PD rushes in. Page follows. So right now we got Mike rushing in to get Sola out of the place because he wants to save Sola's life because Sola is the tie to Carlos and Carlito, the Solano cartel, so he can get him to talk. So he convinces Sola that Carlos sent the cops that are in his pocket to go kill Sola because Sola would be the one to rat on them. Little does Mike, little does Sola know that Mike is the one trying to get him out of there so he can rat on them. Well, no, this is the thing though, because it lo- it looked like Mike was trying to get him out. No, Mike was trying to get him no, out. I'm saying, when oh Sid yeah, walked in. He could like that's exactly what it looked like, even from Sid's standpoint. Looked like what? That Mike was trying to get Sola out. It didn't look like Mike was like, oh, I'm trapped by Sola, and Sola's gonna get me. It looked like, hey, we're both trying to escape right now together. Oh, yeah. Well, Mike plays it on him. Um, so, LAPD, I'm gonna just refer to them as, as LAPD from this point on. I guess, is it LA? It is. Okay, LAPD with, um, that's gonna be Archie, that's gonna be the chick, that's gonna be Sid, Sid. and that's gonna be Briggs. Mm-hmm. So, LAPD rushes in, they start, they kill the guards. Um, Mike says that Carlos sent them to kill him, that's when he convinces Sola and they run away. They shoot the woman who was helping, Sid suits the woman who was helping Sulla, mm-hmm. um, that bitch who was betrayal of the womankind. You know, she deserved to die. I shouldn't say that. That's terrible. It's not, yeah, I'm but you, ter- Stephen, are I'm a horrible no mercy. Per- I'm a horrible person. Anyways. Let me tell you that right now. Um, so all the girls are freed. Paige is sending the guys to get the girls, but then the girls come out and she's like, ah, no, 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 talks in their language, tells them to calm down. And then she tells her whole strike team, it's okay. Get the girls out of here. I'm going to go in alone. What? Paige, I know. Oh, D, she is doing too much all the time. I mean, I'm happy she's not like the vixen per se, but now now you're just a stupid cop. She I mean, didn't not- she did not play the scene in control either because like when the cops are lined up and she's like trying to control things, she's like, "Um, um, those are the two entrances to That's that are the saying. best ones." And I'm like, "You are not in control of the situation. Yeah. Why are you commanding people?" And it pissed me off she wasn't wearing a helmet. I was like, "Man, get shot in know, your head. Right? Get shot in your head, girl." Oh. <laughs> Go, hurry. You know, I need to take these glasses off just to rub the bridge of my nose at you, Paige. What the? Go ahead. I don't know. And you know what? It's not that I 
dislike it. It's just, come on, writers. Like, that's just really... It, it's one of those moments where I'm watching a show and I'm just like, really? You just, yeah. You get it frustrated, was but whatever. We'll see A little what bit too happens. cliche. Anyway, so she runs in alone, and I put in parentheses, dumb. Um, Briggs and Archie find the black dude, who is the bodyguard, taking one girl hostage. She's like, I am the captain now. And uh, he's trying to say... I'll shoot, I'll shoot. Tell him to put the guns down. So Archie's like, we're going to put the guns down on three. Because I'm going to paint this little portrait of happy trees, and we're just all going to walk out of here. We're Archie's all going to be got fine. A good shot too. Seriously, that was like that was like he painted a pretty picture of brains on that wall. That's what he painted. Mm-hmm. That was quick. He what did he do it with? Say your say your signature line. <laughs> he did it with the quickness. There you go. Damn right, he did say it with your- the quickness. With the quickness. Go Seriously, ahead. if we were a sitcom, that would be that would be one of your lines. I'm not gonna lie, it cracks me up when our viewers quote me on that. I know, right? They they quote you on that with a quickness. They need to go to iTunes with a quickness and read and comment and give us five stars. Um, so Mike and Sulla open up a window. Mike throws a computer through it, um, and is trying to get Sulla out when Sid enters, looks at them both, and just puts two right through Sulla. kills him dead. And Sid's just got he's got like a grimy like looking face too. He just, I'm like, you're not a good cop. This was like a checkmate. Clearly. This was his checkmate face. He's like, oh, it's done. He's like, all right, we're all on the same team here. All Let's right, go. Uh, he's got this, uh, we're going to wrap this show up. It's uh, going to shoot you twice. Oh, yeah, he's right. dead. Let's take a five for lunch. One guy who knew that I was the rat, he is on the ground. Okay, Mike, you're next. You know I'm the rat. You told me yourself because you came into my cafeteria and basically told me to my face that you knew. Smart guy. I'm going to put one in your, oh, pages behind me. Hey, we're all on the same team, guys. We're good. We're okay. good. No. I just got over that voice with the quickness, so continue, please. <laughs> so Paige finds him, probably saves Mike li- Mike's life in the process. They probably would have found him before Solo was dead had Paige went in with a group of people as opposed to just alone to scope the place out. Right. Dumb. Um, girl made a run for it, got away, called it in. That's what Briggs' story is. Mike trying to out Sid Markham. Nobody believes him, though. I mean, it's just like, whatever. Um, I was honestly, I was even, I was surprised that he was trying to come out come at it like that like so quickly know, right? that was random that he was just like no it was a setup it was a setup wait what i thought you were oh yeah, it's like the, for the, the, situ- the, the situation the situation mike ready yet. yeah that, read the that situation wasn't... like why are you telling this guy this is not the time to say it and th- that was right exactly that was the wrong person to say it to and then your story is just not going to match anyone else's which makes you look suspicious mike right especially since you're the guy in there with the girl which you're tired looking. Which you probably weren't face. even supposed to be in the first place. Um, so Sid and Briggs tells Briggs to tell her nothing if she asks. Paige, he's mentioning. And Briggs is now on the team. Nobody's gonna believe Mike. And Paige is looking around the place and reminiscing at this place mm. where she was for a while and she finds the crematorium chamber. And then she puts two and five together. And gets six. What? Oh, um, seven. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. I'm just kidding. I know. No. Um, so Mike talks to Paige about how distressed he is. Paige is just like, y- y- you know, Lena's dead. Like, tell me. Come on, Mike. You um, she doesn't you. say it, but right, you know, right. you can see it in her face. She's just like, are you really not going to tell me the truth? And he's just like saying it like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know. Well, they didn't find her yet. He should be like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you the truth. After you reacted this entire damn time, I had to take care of it because you want to cry about everything so much. Like, that was your cousin. He'd be like, like that was he'd your be fam. like, I had to cover it by burning her in the furnace to take care of the body. And she'd be like, but Lena told me she wanted to be buried in a cemetery know, in right? Austria. She told me this in the 10 we, minutes I knew her. We never gave her father the notes. We made plans. I know. We had a bucket list. We were going to go skydiving and learn English. I get, I get, uh, I get Paige's attachment to this girl because of the position that she was in, but then it did, it did get like over the top. Yeah. Because. She was, I'm like, whoa, whoa. I mean, first of all, I know you had that experience with them. You should feel that way equally about all of them. But now, like, this is not your little sister. You you were not responsible for this girl, even though she felt responsible for this girl. But it was a Tinkerbell. Right. So, um, da, 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 da. Mike talks to Paige about, yeah, they're talking about, they both know Briggs went AWOL. And Briggs walks in and Mike says, you're kind of a son of a bitch, huh? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like there's nothing else to be said. And Briggs is like, "Look, no, we 
Mike thinks everything's over, and Bray's like, Sid's bringing me in. Like, mm-hmm. he basically told him everything. You're all in. I'm all and in. And Briggs says Sid's going to make a move when his parachute's gone, which is all dependent on our next topic, Charlie. Char, char. Charlie bit me. That Charlie really and the heist. Charlie is not doing the explosives correctly. That's literally mm-hmm. the only thing we get about Charlie and, is it Billy? Uh, Amber. 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 Charlie and Amber, that's literally the only thing we really get about that's Charlie and Amber. That's we saw. We see Amber get a little bit more frustrated in that. Charlie has to work on it. And then we just see Charlie in the kitchen with Briggs making food. No. No. She's making sauce. She is making sauce. And I mentioned it earlier in this season. I was like, I hope they'll have sauce night again. Well, the sauce, because everyone's coming home and she gets, it's a little bit sad because she talks about how Graveson used to be this safe haven and now it's not. And then, oh man, yo, I really like the way Briggs like said, I want to keep it. You and know, she, if it was oh, going to be anybody, it'd it be you. Be you. Damn, Briggs, baby. I want to keep you. it. Oh, cute. They'd have a cute baby too. Would they? Yeah. Little little Latino munchkin. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 okay. Little 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 baby. Alright, so he gets a call from an unknown number and he's like, Oh, who's this? I mean no, honestly it, nobody answers unknown calls. But I guess if sure. you're an agent you might as well. Okay, yeah. so he answers it and it plays the tape. My name is Juan Badijo. I am Something going under the thing, I'm going whatever. under the preference of the and I'm going to check for Briggs. And uh, Briggs is just like, Mm-hmm. You got the wrong number. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and that's uh, that's, that's the episode. Ex- yeah, that's the episode. Oh, okay, now let's go into predictions because there's something here that I didn't think of that I'm excited to talk about. And now, you're after Buzz TV. When, uh... When he in the next episode, when he starts talking about who gets him caught up or who tells on him, uh, Briggs says it was Mike, which I never thought that that cop would have known to call Warren, because that's a possibility. Because uh, I was thinking, no, 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 okay. Well, last week I said that he could, he would have either called Sid, which would be weird, because I don't know, Sid has nothing to do with that. He's in a different case. I'm not sure. Or if he would call like Feds because of. Like, I, I don't know, just working on it, but he thinks that it was, he thinks that it was, um, he thinks that it was Mike who did it. No, he doesn't. What, what happened then? That's when editing. Fight? It's totally editing. Okay. Yeah. When he says, when he says it was Mike, it, it's totally editing. They would not tell us who was on the other end of the call in That's the previews. True. Yeah. And it's, now they're just trying to figure it out. Or oh, then probably what it is, is that he, Mike might not even get mad about it, but he might put two and two about something else and then they get into a fight. Yeah, I think Mike and him get into a fight next episode, but I don't think because it's about the tape. It. And you know what? The fact that everything about this is sketchy. The fact that he got an unknown call as opposed to people investigating and then going after him. The fact that, mm, I mean, they wouldn't do that. Touché, yeah. yeah nobody, they, they're doing it on some criminal type Exactly. So you know what it makes me think? Yeah. What it makes me think of, it makes me think of Sit who the again? hell was Juan b- working for to get Paul Briggs. Oh my God! All these people. Because again, this is this is an overlying conspiracy that's been from season You're one right. to now. Somebody's trying to get on Briggs. They're not wrapping this this season. Nope. This, I mean, I still, I, I didn't think it'd get this far this season, right. but it is definitely going to be a big part in season three. Season three, because your guys three. are gonna definitely get renewed, right? <laughs> right. Um, which they have not been renewed yet, but, uh, guys, go ahead and tweet that out. Tweet your support for the show, USA Graceland, that you want it to be renewed. Yeah. Um, that this is gonna be going into next season, definitely. It is. And you don't, we don't know who really why Juan was after Briggs. Yeah. I love, actually, you know what? I love how they brought the tape back into play. No, they did it well. They did, they did it, it well. so well. Yeah, because I didn't. You're, I did not at all expect that, and I don't know why I didn't just think about why it was unknown. That was because obviously it, that was unprofessional. So that's not. Well, it's it's the fact that it's just to make Briggs sweat because it's. I know, but they, I'm saying if this if this is if we're on some federal type whatever, like you know, you can't. That's not how you do it. There's protocol. There's no, no, this, no, no. this, and that. The fact that there was a phone call because everyone at scared of Briggs because Briggs is a boss. The fact that there was a phone call at all. Exactly. To that's Briggs. My point. That's what I'm means saying. that it's sketchy. Yeah. Even if it wasn't unknown, it's dun, sketchy. Dun, dun, dun. We'll find so, uh, out next week. We probably won't find out next week, honestly. We're probably going to find out. I know, like, we won't. I think we'll find out at the end of the season. 
And you know who? Oh my God! Go hurry! Epiphany, guys! Hurry. Hey, we got, I got another show to do. We got three minutes, so we're good. <laughs> Epiphany, Foster. If Foster was I the, thought, one, I thought about it. Maybe I, I think I mentioned this last week. Think about it. If Foster was the one who had originally sent Juan to investigate Briggs in the first place, and she had a role to play in Mike investigating Briggs in the first place, it's been an overlying arc that she's always been after Briggs, and she was down there. In that area, recently, the cop would know to call somebody in Washington. She would be the contact for that district in Washington. Maybe. Maybe her and Briggs used to... I mean, Briggs and everybody used to... I know, you're right. Anyways, well, y'all, make sure to talk to me about this. And can I wrap this up? Can I give my total handler? Not yet. We have two minutes left. We gotta stall for time. No, 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 no. You can go. All right. Y'all can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Georgie, G-I-O-R-G-I, on Vine at Stephanie Georgie, and on Instagram at StephieG47. Uh, tweet me, say whatever you wanna say. I'll talk back. Love you guys. Guys, please follow me on Twitter. I'm begging for it. I'm 40 followers away from a thousand. It'll be a momentous occasion when I hit a thousand. Dang, I'm just trying to get 700 followers. Yo, girl. Yo, follow me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Again, go to YouTube, watch our show, leave a comment on YouTube because we love those too. But honestly, if you really want that shout out, you gotta go to iTunes because we love you more. I'm totally kidding. Dang, but seriously. Steven's pressuring you to get on iTunes. Rate five stars. Subscribe, leave a comment. We'll shout you out. You know you want us to. You know we. You want our silky voices to say your name when no one is around you, baby. Say hello, yeah, you. Shut them. <laughs> Guys, thank hey, you so yeah. much. We will be back next week for season two, episode eleven of USA's Graceland After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Have a good night. Peace. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect. From the executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.